This episode is brought to you by thestilettofileshop.com. Enjoy free shipping on any of our healing apparel. Just simply type in the code TSFPODCAST at checkout. You are listening to the Stiletto Talk Podcast with Kay and Shanice. Now kick off your stilettos and let's talk. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Stiletto Talk Podcast, where we explore different healing questions to aid in your healing journey. We are a part of a sisterhood and we want to heal and grow together. And that is what this podcast is here for. Our most popular feature is our Good Sis case study, where we explore the healing journey of a good sis nearby. Hey. <laughs> And I am Kay, one of the hosts of this lovely podcast. And I'm the other host, Nisi. And we are a married couple that are... Uh, happily, We are a happily married couple. For people that do not know, for people that may be joining us on, you know, in this mid-season here, or, you know, they're late to joining us, just like to introduce ourselves at the beginning of each of our podcasts. And the healing question today is, drum roll, please. Have you become the person that you despise? Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Have you become the person you despise? Woo! You know, it's kind of hard to think about who all the people that you've despised, whether it's like, you know, parents or like mm-hmm. relationships or like... Yeah, that's true. Thinking of despises, I'm glad that's, that's the word choice, not like hate, because despise can just that is still a strong word. But I've watched that play out. I've watched someone become the person that they despise, but they didn't realize it. But thinking about it from my own perspective, so what's another word of like? Is it like annoyed, like annoyed the hell out of you? It's like what's despise really mean? I guess before I so I guess let's, let's go to the good old, good old Google and see what Google says despise is. But what I'm interpreting the question is to be um, is that as someone that you you know you have feelings for, like not feeling like good feelings, like someone that may make you frustrated or someone that may have hurt you or someone that you may just not like who they are. You're repulsed by them almost. Um, yeah. Yeah. What does it say on the Google? Um, I'm, I couldn't type it and talk at the same time. Okay. So yeah. Anyways, despise. <laughs> you know. Uh, so I think it's my to look down on with disrespect or aversion. Despise the weak. To regard as worthless, distasteful. Oh, that's kind of it's really close to hate. <laughs> it almost should say um, a synonym: hate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Strongly dislike. Um, I'm probably, I think everybody, you know, sometimes I feel like if you try to avoid something so bad that you either become that or you become the complete opposite, which is still negative. <laughs> exactly. That's what a lot of people do. It's like you despise somebody, you be, you try to be the complete opposite of that, and then you actually end up being that person. It shows up a lot with like parents, but it also can show up in like relationships. Like you end up being like, you despise the cheater, but end up being the cheater. You despise the emotionally withdrawn, and then you be in the, end up becoming the emotionally withdrawn. You know, I think they just try to prove a point with the last one that she said, because that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was the angle you were going to decide to go with. But you know, hey, you open up the door. Let's go ahead and let, let it come on out. 
Well, I'm just trying to think of, so like, I don't despise, so I can't like despise my parents. I think my parents, like, you know, I love them. I don't think they did anything like super bad intentionally or anything. Um, so I think the people that I would despise would be like one of like a, a particular ex. And um, I feel like, you know, she did shut down emotionally all the time. And now if you heard our last podcast, <laughs> that is me. I am shut down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so what you hate it so much, oh, I just don't like using that word, what you despise so much, you replay in in relationships after that. Yeah, but it's kind of hard, too, though, because if they were a complete shutdown, they like they said, oh, I just internalize everything, but sometimes internalizing for so long turns bad, right? Because then you have all these feelings, and you're holding mm-hmm. them, and all of a sudden you just explode, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's not even the case, that's just how you interpret it, and, um, you know... I do a better job just because I'm a, I'm a partner, and I feel like I, I don't know. I just it's okay. I can see your brain just twisting and turning and processing. Yeah, all right, baby, turn while my brain. Well, while that's going, I'm gonna share. Like, well, for me, I don't, I don't think I despise a, a union. Ooh, that, yeah. <laughs> so I despise like a relationship that I just a relationship dynamic. There we go. I despise a relationship dynamic growing up. And I'm just like, I would never, ever, ever, ever want to be in a relationship like that. Um, and the way that that dynamic played out was that it was like this person literally became so absorbed in their relationship that they just literally just forgot who they were. Like literally they were so absorbed in that relationship that they, they couldn't just even, like morph into the other person or something. It's or? like they couldn't even think for themselves. So like they couldn't think for themselves. Like they were literally just like doing things like outlandish because they were so absorbed in this relationship. It's like they they, they sacrificed themselves. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. They sacrificed themselves to be in this relationship. And it was like demeaning to see like it was like a very demeaning connection to see like like how broken the person looked and so you know it's hard when you know especially from the outside perspective I think a friend or even people could have said that was me like with my past relationship of I lost myself and I wasn't who I was like you know it's like you try to change or try to appease the person so much you're not even yourself so it's it's very important to know who you are Mm -hmm. before you even enter into something serious yeah, like I just spotted that. Like I was just be like, I don't want a relationship like that. And so because I saw someone completely just abandon themselves, I took on this mindset that in I right? <laughs> I don't need anybody. Like I don't need anybody to I don't want to need anybody. I want to know exactly who I am so that doesn't happen where someone has to think for me and like I don't think that's a, necessarily a bad thing but it, it is when you don't know how to lean on people because I feel like you have a community for a reason you need to use it that's why you're giving community but if you're someone that's so like I, I can take care of myself I just you know I cry myself to sleep and then I wake up and I'm good like it's good to know how to process, allow your thoughts and feelings with other people and how to be vulnerable with other people. You shouldn't just be packing all that into this this fragile identity of, you know, this fragile, fragile like, con- preconception of what independence is. So sometimes we take independence too far. So I just didn't know how to get help. I didn't know how to advocate for help. I didn't know how to allow someone to help me because I had one on the complete extreme on the other side of, like, Hell no, I'm going to be so independent, I don't need anybody. Yeah. 
But when I said earlier I've watched this happen, it's like I've also watched this happen where someone close to me is literally becoming the person. Well, they're not becoming. They are. They have a very specific. <laughs> they have, Well, they have very specific character traits of their parents or parents. So that they, that they don't like. They don't like their parent. They have very, very, um, like I'll give you an example. One of her uh, things about her parents that she doesn't like is that the her mom's very selfish. Uh, so her mom's like incredibly selfish. Everything is about her. Like literally it's very self-absorbed behavior. She has no capacity to be able to think about anyone else's thoughts and feelings. And she had to grow up with that. And that really like fucked her up for lack of better words. And so then now the way she navigates friendships, like where we are as friends and like things like that, she is like, you know, she's a, that emotional dumper where it's like, it's about me. She doesn't, she'll call you and have a whole hour conversation about her, even cut you off to continue to talk about her. And none of that conversation has been about how are you as a human how are you doing? So how do you, how do you as like the friend, like, or even as a person, how would you even know that that's you to even start trying to? I think, you know, all I can do, I don't, I don't like the reference, like, you know, I can make that connection as a from the outside looking in and clearly the thing that you don't like about your mom, you have become. But how do you, how do you know that? Like, how could I say that? Like, if I wanted to use my mom as an example, how do I know that I'm not carrying all the traits that I don't like about my mom? Because everybody has good and bad traits. I would think about the traits that you don't like. And then how is that showing up in your life presently? So if you don't like that, you're like, for example, not this is not the case, but for example, let's say your mom is like overbearing. So in what ways are, how do you show up as overbearing or judgmental or things like that? So it's like, you know, it, it's, I think as we do that, because we try to go to the far extreme of what, when someone has a character trait that we don't like, we want to go on the far extreme of it. I get that. And I then we start thinking up, about that one. Y'all got me over here trying to think about my own things. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, sometimes we'd be like, I'm just like my mom. And then really, we'd be just like, I did, I did. Like, you know, it's like we want to be just like our mom, but we end up being just like other the, the other parent just because we want to be like that parent, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting. And, and like I said, it doesn't have to always be a parental situation. It could be relationships like how I said, where, you know, you, you deal with somebody that's very emotionally closed off, like what you said. And then like now you're in a relationship and like. I am closed off. But you are not. You are not closed off. <laughs> I was off. initially, though. Okay, yeah. At the beginning of our relationship, yeah. But where we are now, you can't get her to be quiet. Uh, you know, I've had a girl on <laughs> heel, and, you know, when she <laughs> developed that relationship, she gets all of me now. There's no take back. No, no, I definitely did. But I feel like, you know, and then I had to learn how to let you help me. You know how bad it was when we first got together, like, you would want to help me with stuff? So like, I'm a solution. I, I love to, like, figure out problems. I love creating solutions. You know, that's probably part of my career path and everything. And so I'm just like, well, here's the solution. No. No. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Even now, I have a solution for her on some stuff. And she's just like, no, I got it. I'm just like, okay, well. And then, like, a couple months pass. And I'll think about it. I'm like, oh, I can help with that. So how do you feel about this? 
no, I'm doing a great job. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you're doing great. I love the feedback, but sometimes I don't want the feedback. I just want the support. I, like, I just need the solution to be handled, so then I ain't got to stress about it, because your problems yeah. are my problem. That's very true. And so sometimes I just need it off of our table, because we have other things that other yeah. fish to fry. Let's just knock this But I feel like I let you help me, but the process to letting you help me, like, yes, I am still like, no, sometimes because I am still healing from that. But I feel like I do allow, allow you to help me way more yeah, than I 100%. did before. But I feel like some, and you have adapted too. I don't need a solution all the time. Sometimes I have to say to her, like, I don't need a solution. This person wasn't looking for a solution. I don't want a solution right now. I just need you to hear me be present with me in this moment because you're not present present with me if you're in your mind already thinking of ways to fix my problem. See, that's why she's a great communicator. Like, if somebody doesn't know how to communicate that to me, then I'm, we're both just going to be in that frustrated because in my mind, if you come to me, you want action. I got it. I got it. <laughs> If I can help you, I got it. You so you she, you've gotten so much better at it, though. Now when I come to you That's and I you say... Tell you tell me what you need and I can provide it. But if you don't, my mind is going to solution. She so you, have to, you have to know that that's what you want and tell me. Y'all, she be thinking she uh, went to school and got a license to be a therapist because sometimes she's like, well, how does that make you feel? Or how do you feel about that? I'm like, I know you're not. <laughs> I am a therapist by a relationship. <laughs> I know you not. Just how you gonna ask me that? But I appreciate it. I really, truly, truly, truly do. But it's like you know, it's a part of just growing past. It's just growing pains, like energy wise. And yeah, I love where we are now, though. So yeah, yeah. But let's get into this good, good sis case study and see where sis is. We're going to be talking about Miss Levitica today, okay? Levitica, hey, Levitica. Levitica. I like your name, Levitica. We're going to talk about Miss Little, Miss Little. No, she's not. We're going to talk about Levitica. We'll be right back. Short commercial break so we can learn more about TSF, our services, our brand, and what we have to offer. People always wonder why I chose the name The Stiletto Files. Sis, I think of the healing journey like learning to walk in stilettos. You start off with kitten heels and then with a little more confidence, you finally work your way up to stilettos. The moment that you stand in front of the mirror in your sexy black dress and slip on your stilettos, it changes the game. I want to help women recreate that exact feeling each and every day. Learn more about what we have to offer at www.thestilettofiles.com. Ooh, it's time for the Get Sis Case Study. All right, sis, let me pull up the Get Sis Case Study. Man, I, I got distracted. Okay, here we go. Levitica, she is 29 years old. She has always had an emotionally strained relationship with her mother. Levitica reported that her mother is judgmental, emotionally unavailable, and cold. Recently, her boyfriend, Jeremiah, of one year, met her mother during an uncomfortable encounter over dinner that entailed her mother belittling his occupation and calling him less than a man for not proposing to her over the dinner. You know, this sounds really Tyler Perry. Um, after the encounter, Jeremiah this noted... Is the first time we had dinner. It's like, hey, son, hey, son-in-law. You should, why are you not bringing my daughter? Exactly. <laughs> well, I can see it though. After the encounter, Jeremiah told Levitica that he no longer wishes to be around her mother in the future. 
because of that interaction. During a recent disagreement, Jeremiah told Levitica that she acts just like her mother. Levitica reports feeling angered and devastated by his hurtful comparison to her mom because she has spent her whole life trying to be the opposite of her mother. I'm sorry, girl. He he may have been saying that out of anger, though. But he has. I feel like there's a better way to say it, but I feel like if you just, you know, the best thing to do in arguments or not even arguments, not an argument, but it's just to show like facts. I feel like with any discussion or when you try to prove your point with whether it's work or life and everything, if you start stating facts behind it, an example of what it is, multiple examples, right? Yeah. It's just like, damn, you have to look at, you have to look in the mirror. Right. right? Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So if we're like going back and forth, I'm like, you're just like your mama. It's like your bald-headed mama. Ho. Like, if I say that naturally, that's going to not be productive. So, I wonder, and is, you know, that's why I said it immediately. Like, did he say that out of anger? But I'm pretty sure it had truth to it. Yeah, I was just about to say, he was probably thinking it. Or, like, you know, like, it's just, it was a trigger. Yeah. Maybe she probably did something of, like, maybe engagement, something that was a trigger to the same correlation in, mm-hmm. in that argument or the, the, that dinner night. What he really was trying to say, Leviticus, is it came out with you're just like your bald headed mama, but what he probably <laughs> what he probably meant to say was that you just said something that made me feel the same small, way your mama did, like your mom did. So maybe she said something about occupation or because um, the mom belittled his occupation or something about like you said engagement or getting married. That's some hard things to say to somebody you just met, but I, it's not uncommon. I've, I've as a therapist, I've heard some very interesting things that have people have mental, said. Uh... Well, I've heard like parents that just really feel they have no boundaries. If you don't establish boundaries with your parents, but it's like at what point do you? That's not an episode for today. But <laughs> my question was, when do you? How do you? Or when do you start establishing boundaries? But that's not a question for today. Clearly, that's a relationship that she despises, but a relationship that has no boundaries. Because I operate within boundaries. Now, had my mom would have, she wouldn't have even been able to finish the belittling of the occupation before I came in and set a boundary. This is my partner. This is unacceptable and disrespectful. If you cannot change the tone and the nature in which you speak to her. This conversation is over. See, that's why I love her. This is why I love my wife, you guys. This is one of the many reasons I love her. But it's like, how did she get that far to be able to belittle him by his job and then call him less or allude to that? If you can't expect somebody to stand up for you, they can't stand up for themselves. I'm pretty sure she deals with that all the time. That's just normal. It's like, oh, man, you just got to excuse my mom. That's, That's just who she is. Right. So it's like, I don't stand up for myself. My mom talks shit about me, but it's like, it's okay, like... I had a boss. My boss never stood up for himself. And it was irritating because then it'll fall a lot of work on him. And then, you know, still, he mostly carried it. But then it's like, I can't even be mad when he doesn't stand up for me because he don't stand up for himself. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with that. She doesn't stand up for herself. She's just used to it. And you just write it off as that's just my mom. But at yeah. what point is it your mommy to make some changes? It's like you clearly know that your mom has issues and that. You know it because you've been spending your whole life trying to not be like it. But you already accepted that role, Mm -hmm. so that's why that's why they are where they are. So until she can figure out what it is that she wants, yeah, and then put a put a stance to it, even if it's slowly and but surely, Uh, yeah. Sometimes it takes other people. Like I'll send up more to people 
to defend my wife than I would sometimes to defend myself. Mm, y'all work on that. You guys, the self-advocacy that we talked about in another episode. Okay, y'all, I'm not trying to be that. Just... But, but I think that's real, though. Like, yeah. sometimes, like, it takes a lot. Like, you can say whatever you want to me. Like, because I'm used to it. It don't bother me. It don't hurt my feelings. But now yeah. you're hurting my wife's feelings. Like, right. this actually bothers her. You built so up. So now I yeah. have to say something about yeah. it and address this issue. Because you built up the, the not mental that strength. Yeah, yeah, not that it's like I'm not advocating for myself. It's just like, whatever. Right. I get what you're saying now. It's like you've already built up the mental stamina. You've already put the internal mechanisms in, in, in the right space and place so that, that that doesn't bother you. And then someone yeah. new coming to the picture. Like, you don't bother me. It's like, damn, that bothers you. All right. Yeah. You can't do that. No. Yeah. <laughs> I really do feel like what he was, he, he's onto something, Levitica. Like, don't count him out. I know that it was hurtful and angry, uh, you know, or you were angered by what he said because that hit a spot for you. You know how your mom has made you feel. And so you don't ever want to, you know, be that person. But he's saying that he notices a pattern, maybe in the way in which you spoke to him. He was able to see a pattern. Sometimes when you actually see people that people are around and you start seeing patterns and stuff, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. That person act just like that person. Yeah, for sure. So I think that it was definitely some truth to it. Sit with that, Levitica. Sit with it. Don't, don't. You know, run, run, girl, run. Go call your friend and get hyped. <laughs> Go talk shit about him. Like, sit with this feeling because <laughs> he is pointing out a pattern that needs to be addressed. Yeah, no, yeah, don't listen to what I just said. I'm just kidding. That's what I used to do. And then now I have to grow up and do what Bae says because it, it helps in the long run, right? So I would be the one that'd be like, man fuck that person. I'm gonna go call somebody and they're gonna hype me up and we're gonna talk shit about that person. But that's not what it is. Like, you gotta eventually face your demons because it's gonna be him or the next person that's gonna tell you and no matter what, it's never nice to hear. No. So it's like, what what truth did you get out of it and how mm -hmm. can you benefit from it? It's hard to do, but... It truly is. He brought up a growth area for you and this is a moment for you all to, not only for you to grow, continue to grow as an individual, but for you all to grow your relationship. Um, you know, I don't know how it was said. Notice that we don't know it, what she said, right? Nice. We don't know what she said. It was definitely the heat of the moment. Yeah, so there's no telling what she said, but we know his response was you, you're acting just like your mom. So from the context that we got, your mom belittled him and uh, made him, berated him, made him feel like disrespected him i mean i can keep going of all of the things that she did so she just needs to figure out a better way of how to talk to him and instead of saying uh you're not shit and you're not going nowhere like maybe let me help you go somewhere like how does that well we don't work? know if that's what she said but it's like you know we don't even know what's like an example of saying about his career not going well and then she wants him to do either change career paths or do something different or how would you try to say that ask him what he wants because but what if this is what he wants? This is what then he wants. you need to accept that. Okay. Because it, this is not, you're not talking about your career. You're talking about somebody else's. Sometimes we all like to try to create people's lives for them or what they should do because from where we are in our life, we think something sounds like a great plan. But when that plan is actually initiated in someone else's life, it's not going to follow through the same way. So you have to respect people's wishes. So maybe, Levitica, you are being judgmental. And that's just a hypothetical if that's what the situation was. I don't know. But then that would be an example of being judgmental. You know, it makes me think about how people date somebody for their potential, not who they actually are right now. Why do you make? Why does that make me think of that? 
because it's like she probably sees what he can do so it's like it's hurting his feelings because he don't see it. he wants to do this but really he could excel we don't know that he could just be a a business owner and maybe the mom wants somebody that's not to follow we don't know this we don't know what it is but we just know that he was he felt like how his how her mom made him feel so we have no idea. We're not. I'm not even going to try to position this man to be looking like he not doing well because he may be. Everyone's path looks different. Just because I'm not doing something that's in your path doesn't mean that it's not successful and it's not a path. Hell, I could. I could probably find a lot of things. She, he could probably find a lot of things wrong with what her, what's she doing, especially the mom. But I feel like she shouldn't allow this to be anger her to a point where she runs away from this opportunity to really sit with that because what you've been trying so hard for her her words been trying so hard to do the opposite of it you are not doing as opposite as you think so what journaling prompt would you give her to make sure she doesn't go completely to the far opposite to make sure she's not basically doing what she's doing now like i would say and what what feedback have i received that made me made that I made someone feel like how my mom has made me feel hmm. because I'm pretty sure he has some feedback that he can offer her. It's really, really hard because I feel like you know judgmental parents push their opinions as truth, um, and so I feel like it's really, really of a difficult situation here when dealing with someone that's judgmental. So she may be thinking that something's more superior than something else is. That may that's not be. be true. Yeah, that's and that's because you're being reared by, or you were reared. She's an adult, but you were reared by a judgmental person that made their beliefs seem superior to other people's. And here we are as an adult outliving the same thing or feeling like, you know, you were positioned higher than other people. Based off of certain yeah, yeah and it's just judgmental about anything that's the people that's like closed-minded like you know about queerness and about you know like people say at home dads like <laughs> just random things that they could be judgmental about and then like you you don't realize you carry those same biases um that your judgmental mom has although you may not consider yourself to be judgmental the way in which you're right the way in which you you're, you're thinking within that biasy so those biases so yeah there we go let's sit with that levitica don't run from this because i can feel the energy in this it's like a run (laughs) that would be me girl don't do me do the more uh growth version of me yeah because the the energy in this is like he how dare you say that i have literally been working so hard to not be like here like how dare that was like the lowest blow that he could have said he was just like a good shot Uh uh-huh to her it was like a whoa so and and the energy is like run get out of this relationship he doesn't respect me gotta go he got he don't understand me i'm misunderstood like i just can see all that just spiraling so bad (laughs) please don't levitica please don't and please set some boundaries because yeah you said all these things about your mom but there needs to be some boundaries. Your mom should have never got that close. Should have never even been able to get past the beat. Before she could even say anything, and you know how she is, and she's judgmental. Before you could even say anything, she could have said anything, I would have nipped that immediately. Yeah, but I feel like that you didn't just develop that overnight. You had to grow with this. So how did you learn to come into yourself to be able to say the things? Like, you're not just going to be like, 
oh yeah, mom, everything. Oh, you you think I'm shit? Not shit? Okay, man, fuck you, mom. Like, mm-hmm. no, you don't do that. Like, at what point? Like, it has to be stages to just. Yeah, I think she should start those stages now. I think bro. she should start, but it's gonna be yeah. a journey. But you can do it, girl. You got it, Leviticus. Thank you so much for opening As, up and giving yeah. us your vulnerability. Absolutely, this is all about vulnerability. We appreciate all of our listeners as always, and we will talk to you all. Sit down with you all, heal with you all on the next episode of the Stiletto Talk Podcast. Uh-huh.